Job, just before Psalms, so the book of Job, and we want to go to the ninth chapter. find that spot. Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks, Lord, as we look to your word that you can impart, Father God, faith to us. And Father God, as faith comes to us, Father God, we mature, Father God. And as we mature, Father God, we go from glory to glory. So Father, we're praising you and we're thanking you for it in Jesus' name. I will start off with a nugget. Walk in your God-given authority. Walk in your God-given authority. Walk in your God-given authority or someone will take it. Or someone will take it and use it against you. Or someone will take it and use it against you altogether. Walk in your God-given authority or someone will take it and use it against you. And that is so true. Uh, in the secular world, uh, the Constitution has given us some authority to each and every one of us, but it has been taken, eroded from us because of uh, we have not stood up for what the Constitution has said, so it's been pretty much few of these things have been taken away from us. So uh, again, walk in your God-given authority or someone will take it and use it against you. So we need to stand up to it. Okay, looking at uh, Job chapter 9. Looking at verse 33 uh, from the K King James. Neither is there any daysman betwixt us that might lay his hand upon us both. From the Amplified, there is no umpire between us who might lay his hand upon both of us. Would that there, would, would that there were. In other words, uh, we're going to be talking about intercession this, this evening. Um, the reason for intercession is to bring God and man together. Okay, so with that brief thought, let's go to the book of Isaiah chapter 59. Isaiah chapter 59. That's Isaiah chapter 59, verse 16. And he saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore his arm brought salvation unto him and his righteousness, it sustained him. From the Amplified it reads, And he saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor, no one to intervene on behalf of truth and right. Therefore, his own right arm brought him victory, and his own righteousness 
having the Spirit without measure, sustained him. Well, we need to have something taking place. And uh, we do have an intercession, intercessor now. And his name is Jesus. Glory to God. Let's uh, go further into the Old Testament and find the book of Ezekiel. And find the 22nd chapter of Ezekiel. That's Ezekiel chapter 22, and we will look at verse 30. And I sought for a man among them that should take up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it, but I found none. Uh, well, might as well read verse 31. Therefore I have poured out my indignation upon them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath. Their own ways have I uh, recompense upon their heads, saith the Lord God. From the Amplified, I sought a man among them who, would, who should build up a wall and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy, it, but I found none. Therefore I have poured out my indignation upon them. I have consumed them with my fire of my wrath. Their own way have I pay, repaid for bringing it upon their own heads, saith the Lord. Wow. So we need someone to intercede. We know that Jesus is interceding for us. Let's go to the New Testament, find the book of Hebrews. We've got a lot of these uh, coming up real quick here. That's the book of Hebrews, uh, chapter 7, looking at verse 25. That's Hebrews 7, verse 25. Therefore he was able also to save them to the uttermost that would come unto God by him, seeing he hath lived to make intercession for them. Verse 25 from the Amplified. Therefore he is also able to save to the uttermost completely, perfectly, finally, and for all time and all eternity those who come to God through him, since he is always living to make petitions to God and intercede uh, with him and intervene for them. So thank the Lord that uh, Jesus is interceding for us. <laughs> Jesus has been interceding for us for the last 2,000 years. And it's not over yet. Um, it's not over, uh, over until we uh, pass from this life or the rapture comes. Glory. Let's go uh, back, back into the old, uh, yeah, back into the old uh, New Testament for me, and find the book of Romans this time, chapter eight. That's Romans chapter eight, and looking at verse thirty-four. Who is he that condemneth? Is it Christ that died, yea, rather, that he is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who makes intercession for us. Glory to God. From the Amphite, who is there who condemns us? Well, Jesus, uh, well, Christ Jesus, the Messiah, who died, or rather, 
who was raised from the dead, who is at the right hand of God, actually pleading as he intercedes for us. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That should bring some, bring some of us a refreshment, <laughs> especially after what we do. Uh, in the name of, <laughs> of being a Christian, oftentimes we don't act like a Christ-like. So uh, we <laughs> the Lord's really interceding for, for us. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Turn with me. We're going to, through a lot of scripture here. First um, Timothy this time. First Timothy chapter 2. That's 1 Timothy chapter 2, uh, going, uh, looking at verse 1 th through 4. Verse 1, I exhort you, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, uh, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all, uh, for all that are in authority, that we, may, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For it is good and acceptable in the sight of God our, uh, God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Uh, reading that from the Amplified. First of all, then I admonish and urge petitions and prayers, intercession and thanksgiving be offered on behalf of all men. For kings and all who are in positions of authority or high responsibility that outwardly we may pass a quiet and undisturbed life and inwardly a peaceable one in all godliness and reverence and seriousness in every way. For such praying is good and right, and it is pleasing and acceptable to God our Savior, who wishes all men to be saved and increasingly uh, perceived and recognized and discerned and know precisely and correctly the divine truth. So he starts out first of all, first of all, Number one thing we do, we need to do, the petitions and prayers and intercession and thanksgiving may be offered on behalf of all men. So we need to pray. And he said that, uh, that the church is supposed to be the house of prayer. So we need to really get, to get with the program. Um, not only here, but uh, at home, we need to pray. First of all, he said. Now we'll, we'll back up to Romans chapter 8. And looking at verse 26. Well, that doesn't work. Okay, yeah. 8, 26. Romans 8, 26 says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Verse 26 from the Amplified. So he, so too, the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weaknesses. For we do not know what prayer to offer nor how to offer it worthily as we ought to. But the Spirit himself goes 
to meet our supplication and pleads in our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. Glory to God. So the Holy Spirit is going to help us out in our prayers, in our intercession. And... Uh, I don't think there's too many people that are doing some of this stuff that he's asked us to do. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of Christians don't... Uh, I don't want to put, put anybody in the spot, but when was the last time you groaned in prayer, in intercession? I, I don't want to tell on myself, but I guess I have to. Being up front, I haven't groaned in, in a long, well, I have, it, but not like I should be or, or uh, like it has been presented to me. I, I, I have not taken the opportunity to do it. And um, it says, therefore, first of all, and intercession is one and groaning in the spirit is going to bring things to light much quicker. Um, we've been called to do it. Uh, let's, go, let's look at verse 22 and 23 on him. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travails in pain together until now. And not only they, but also ourselves, also which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption of wit, the redemption of our body. Groaning. Oh. Again, like I said, uh, I don't think too many Christians have, uh, I'll put it, I'll even make it more select. I know everybody goes under the Christian banner, but I'm going to use believer because a believer is the one that follows the book or should be following the book more closely than close, a lot of Christians because. A lot of Christians go out and do their own thing, but a believer is supposed to line up with the word. And I don't think uh, uh, even the believers are lacking in our groaning. Uh-oh. It says, we have the Holy Spirit within us who helps us in our intercession. And he knows the heart of God. And he's calling us to bring forth a measure of prayer that you could say goes into the deepest part of ourselves and brings forth fruit. Because the fruit of intercession blossoms and gives forth the... Uh, the promise that you've been, that you pray for, that you've grown for. Okay. Um, since we're there in Romans, should go to Romans chapter 15. Romans chapter 15, looking at verse 1. When, oh, pardon me, we then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not 
to please ourselves uh, from the Amplified. We who are strong in our convictions and of robust faith ought to bear the failings and the frailties and the tender scruples of the weak. We ought to help carry the doubts and qualms of others and not to please ourselves. How are you going to do that for others? Through prayer, through intercession. Like I said, there. I think if, the, if we are to be like the early church, we've got to get into intercession with groanings. Um, Jesus groaned when he prayed. He brought forth, and he brought forth the victory through it. And uh, I think this is one area where that we are lacking in. Like I said, we, we, we need to really get down into prayer. Let, let the Spirit take us to, to a point of that uh, takes us out of ourselves into the spirit of things. Okay. Some of you are saying, okay. First Corinthians. Let's step, step a couple of... 1 Corinthians chapter 6. First Corinthians chapter 6, looking at verse 17. But he hath joined unto, but he that is joined unto the Lord is of one spirit. From the, uh, amplified, but the person who is united in the Lord becomes one spirit with him. That means if we're in one spirit with the, with the Lord, we should be able to get into prayer and intercession and have that spirit move forth because it says the spirit groans to bring forth the understanding, the, the ability to, to have um, victory for others. It's for others. It said for others. It didn't say for us so much, but for others. If we're praying for others, know that God's gonna, if God uses you in that way, you will be blessed. We are to bear the infirmities of the weak through intercession. intercession helping others. Uh, let's go to Ephesians chapter 5. In Ephesians chapter 5, we'll be looking at verse 30. Ephesians 5 and 30. It reads from that King James, For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. From the Amplified, because we are member, member parts of his body. So, glory to God. We are members of, of the body of Christ. Um, If I were to have you stand up here and I took a pin and stuck it in your hand or your arm or something, or took a, let's take a small hammer and just boop, what part of your body would hurt? Whatever part you hit. <laughs> well, yeah, whatever part of you hit, but where is the pain intensified? I mean, 
your whole body feels it. It's not just that one section. I mean, that one section is there, but I mean, you're there to protect it. Well, the intercession, this is what the intercession is. For those that said we need to pray for those that are, quote, the Christian, but not the believer yet, we need to pray for the Christian. We need to pray for those within our own body that are hurting to protect them, that they might grow. I mean, when I inflict an injury on myself, man, it, uh, I just don't say, oh, you know, but we grab that, that position or that, that place that hurts. I think Mike knows about ham being hit by the hammer a couple of times. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, but everything, there's a rallying point around that hurt. And this is what we need to have within the body of Christ. And we, like we said Sunday, uh, we're, we're, the, we're in this together. We are, we are one of those... Um, Fighting boats, or well, I don't remember. <laughs> We're in a boat. We use Ben Ben Hur and and uh, the Viking boats with the oars, and they were rowing and they were rowing together, and and they had somebody up there beating a drum, so everybody knows when to put the oar in water and pull, put the oar in water and pull. But if you don't have that unity, we're not a, a good fighting vessel. We need to be a vessel that's to get that's in union, has unity, and until we begin to pray for one another, another's needs here, how are we going to meet somebody else's needs elsewhere? Because this is the body that is supposed to go out and work. Okay. Uh, since we're in the New Testament, let's go on to Second Peter this time. Second Peter chapter one. Second Peter chapter 1, looking at verse 4. Whereby are we given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Uh, from the Amplified, by means of, of these he has bestowed upon us his precious and exceeding great promises, so that through them ye may escape the flight and flight by flight from the moral decay, rottenness, and corruption that is in the world because of the covetousness lust, greed, and uh, becomes uh, shares and partakers of the divine nature. Glory to God. We have, we are partakers of divine nature. It means we should be able to pray and, and intercede fast and get results. Not just, oh, well, you know, I prayed but nothing happened. That's not what happens. When Jesus prayed, he got results. When Elijah prayed, he got results. When Peter prayed, he got results. When Paul prayed, they got results. Now, I shouldn't be able to say, when Pastor Dave prays, he gets results. I hate to say it, I don't get the results I want. Because I'm not allowing the Spirit within me to take me to the depths where I've grown in the Spirit and bring forth that ability. 
the God-like ability, the Holy Spirit ability within us. We have that ability to do it, but are we willing to take the time to do it? And I have not taken the time to do it in, in a lot of areas. So uh, it says, uh, confess your faults, and there's one. So, so you now, when you know, know what to pray about your pastor, that he would get down with the Spirit of God and learn how to groan in the Spirit. I will say daily, not just once in a while, but daily. If we want results, it has to be daily. Somebody say, uh-oh. I want results. Tired. I'm tired of, you know, shooting with a shotgun when you're so, supposed to be using a rifle. You know, when you shoot with a shotgun, it scatters all over the place. But when you shoot with, with a rifle, you aim and you, you hit the, what you're intending to do. With a shotgun, you might hit what you're intending to do, but you don't inflict the, the, the mass power behind it as you do with a rifle. So we, we have to be marksmen. Thank you for the amens out there. Colossians, go roll back to the book of Colossians. Oh, glory to God. In the book of Colossians, chapter 1. Verse 12, Colossians 1, 12. Giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Whoa. From the Amphite. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified and made us fit to share the portion which, which is the inheritance of the saints. God's holy people in light. We're fit to do intercession. That's too much trouble. Let Mike do it. Well, I'm sure when Mike does it, he, get, he gets blessed. Why not all of us get blessed? And in blessing others, we get blessed. All right, glory to God. Let's go back to the book of uh, Hebrews chapter 4. Uh, pardon me. Hebrews chapter 6. Look at it again. Hebrews chapter 6. Verse 4. That's Hebrews 6. Chapter 6, verse 4. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift, and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost. We are makers, partakers of the Holy Ghost. I'll read from the Amphite. For it is impossible to restore and bring again to repentance those who have been once for all enlightened, who have consciously tasted the heavenly gift and have become sharers of the Holy Spirit. What the Holy Spirit does... He's supposed to lead us and guide us. He teaches how to, to inter, pray and to intercede. We, we need to get with him. Be a partaker with him. 
Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 10. In Luke chapter 10. Verse 90, Behold, I give, give unto you the power to tread upon serpent and scorpion over all the power of the enemy, and nothing by, by any means shall hurt you. Verse 19 from the Ampa, Behold, I have given you authority and power to trample on the serpents and scorpions and the physical and mental strength and ability over the power of the enemy that possesses, and nothing shall in any way, any way harm you. Glory to God. We are partakers of his power. Oh, glory. Let's go to the, the book of uh, John, chapter 17. John 17, verse 22. And the glory which thou gavest me, Jesus says, I have given them that they may be one even as we are one. From the Amplified, I have given to them the glory and honor which you have given me, that they may be one even as we are one. And what was given to Jesus when he went out in the wilderness? The power of the Holy Spirit upon him. Glory to God. That should, if, if, if we can awaken to that, that means the devils would be shaken in their boots every time we... Get up. Of course, in Revelation chapter 1, verse 6, it says we've been made kings and priests. A king declares things, a priest anoints things. So declare and anoint. Go forth. Matthew chapter 9. We're closing in. Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9, verse 36. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then he said unto his disciples, Then he said unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore that the Lord of the harvest will send forth laborers into the Harvest from the Amplified. When he saw the throngs, he, he was moved with pity and sympathy for them because they were bewildered, harassed, distressed, and dejected and helpless. Wow, what a group. Like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to the disciples, The harvest is indeed plenteous, but the labors are few. So pray to the Lord of the harvest to, to force and come thrust labors into the harvest. We need some people out there in the harvest field. 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Oh, pardon me. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Pardon me. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 
Go out there and do work, he says. says there's a harvest out there to be brought in. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, looking at verse 9, For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. From the Amplified, verse 9. For ye are fellow workmen, joint promoters, laborers together and with and for God. You are a you are God's garden and vineyard and field under cultivation. You are God's building. We're laborers with him. He's called us to do something. Not to just sit around and wait for the rapture to take place. Wow. How full will churches be the day after the rapture? Or hours after the rapture. How, how full will the churches be? People will be pounding on doors, church doors to find out. I mean, the Christians, not the unbelievers. There'll be some unbelievers that will be coming, but the Christians that missed it. They'll be pounding on the doors. Say it isn't so. Why? We need to be out there doing something. Occupy until I come, he says. Not occupy the seat. Occupy your job that he's called us to do. If we are all what I have just listed here, we must be partakers of intercession. We are called to intercession. We are supposed to be in unity. We said victory only comes through unity, prayer, and a good foundation. In intercession, we must identify with the needs of others. Sometimes you will know, but sometimes you will not know what, they, what that person is going through. But oftentimes in intercession, you will, you will be brought into that position. You feel what that person is going through. When Jesus... Uh, Jesus identified with Mary and Martha when Lazarus died. He wept with them. He identified. Identification comes with intercession. Sometimes you'll feel and have the emotions and even have Symptoms that the other person or individual has. Well, I've gone through that once or twice. Not too often. The wife has done that numerous times. But I've only felt that, that type of intercession only a couple of times. Unfortunately, like I said, that's where you have to pray for me because I, I said I wanted to what? Get into intercession, groaning daily, in other words, for me to grow. So... I know what, you're, what I'm thinking. Don't pray for what you don't want, <laughs> what, you need, what you're scared of. <sighs> you know, you can't, I'm thinking of Gideon, you know. <laughs> oh, Lord! <laughs> you know, send somebody else out there. 
I'll be in the background, like Moses. I'll be in the background, somebody else did. He said, You're, you called for it, you got it. Let's go to 1 Timothy. And we're getting close to the end here. 1 Timothy, once more. 1 Timothy chapter 2. Oops. 1 Timothy chapter 2. We've read it once before. Beginning with verse 1. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. Do we want to have a peaceable and godly life? We need to pray first of all. There, there are forces out there that want to destroy God's standards. And uh, there's forces out there today that want to destroy our country. Uh, they're wanting to make it a Marxist country, a socialist country. It's, uh, it doesn't follow, follow, fit the pattern that God wants us to have. Um, so we must take our authority and begin to pray and intercede for this country like, uh, like we have never, I think we got, what, they say 80 days or so to election, election time or something like that. We need to pray, start praying uh, that, that I'm going to put it right out there, that Mr. Trump gets it because uh, Hillary's not the one. Okay. Got that? Okay. <laughs> Let's go to Isaiah chapter 66. Isaiah chapter 66. In Isaiah chapter 66, looking at verse, or beginning in verse 8. Who hath heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. Verse 9. Who shall bring to the birth and, who, and not cause to bring forth? Saith the Lord. Shall I, ca shall I cause to bring forth and shut up the womb, saith God, from the amplified? Beginning with verse 8. Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such a thing? Shall a land be born in one day, or shall a nation be brought forth in a moment? For as soon as Zion was in labor, she brought forth her children. Shall I bring in the moment of birth and not cause to bring forth, says the Lord? Shall I who cause to bring uh, forth shut the womb, says the Lord, your God? Intercession. Once you intercede, it's going to bring forth and birth something. Um, I recall um, going down the hallway at the hospital in Santa Cruz the night that Matthew was going to be born. And the wife said, I don't want to go through this thing. Even though she already had two other children. I don't want to go through this thing. She already been thinking. Well, maybe the same thing with Christine. She might recall. I, 
She got used to getting labor. There's no way of stopping it. It's coming forth. If we intercede in intercession with the groaning, there's no way it's going to be stopped. It's going to come forth. It's going to come forth. We just have to get into that point where we are in travail, where it has to birth. We just can't think, you know, twinkle, twinkle, little star, you know, just happen. No, it's not that way. It's going to come to pass. But we have to have that intercession. Okay, let's go to Galatians chapter 4. Galatians chapter 4. I know we're bouncing all over the place, but that's how I got it. So, Galatians chapter 4. Look at verse 19. Galatians 4, 19. My little children of whom I travail in birth again till Christ be formed in you. From the Amplified, it reads, my, my little children, for whom I am again suffering birth pains until Christ is completely and permanently formed, molded within you. We need to When we get someone born again, we need to continue to, to travail for them so that they will grow. Because how many people just, you know, have a baby, just leave it, you know, leave it in the bed or, you know, just, just walk away. Well, it's going to grow. It's not going to do that. Same with, with spiritual things. When someone is born again, they are spiritually born, but they need to be surrounded with love and protected and grow. Romans 8, Romans chapter 8. In Romans chapter 8, we find verse 26. Romans 8, 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray. For as we ought, but the Spirit himself make an intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Okay. Where is the Holy Spirit? Within your body. How many You can hear the Holy Spirit. How am I going to put this? It says, he, he, how do you know the Holy Spirit is groaning within you? He'll come. He'll come forcibly out. It's like when you're with your tongues, it's forcibly out. Your groaning will break forth that same way. You'll birth that. Okay? Groanings. For, he travails. We need to travail. Uh, intercession for lost souls is like removing mountains. They must be blown away. Okay? Taken away. Let's go back. Oh, we've got two more scriptures. Ezekiel. Back to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 11 this time. That's Ezekiel chapter 11, verse 19. And I will give unto them one heart, and I will put a new spirit within you, and I will take the stony heart out of their flesh and give them a new heart of flesh. From the Amplified, and I will give them one, new, one heart, 
a new heart, and I will put away a new spirit within them, and I will take away the stony, unnatural, hardened heart out of their flesh, and will give them a heart of flesh, sensitive and responsive to the touch of their God. When we blow away the, the hard stuff through intercession, we have people will have a, a heart of flesh, one that, that they will be able to re- receive the things from God. Our intercession is like uh, blasting that the hardness from the hard hardness or the the yoke that's around their their neck from uh, becoming uh, loving to God. So we should never give up on someone. Okay, one needs an attitude of uh, uh, one needs the attitude of love in intercession. It is good that we often don't know who we are praying for. You might add up their offenses. Well, I'm not going to pray for for Mr. Brown because I know what he does. He's a dirty old man, and he does this, he does that. And we add up the the offenses, and then we don't want to pray for him because God doesn't look at the offenses that we've had when we came when we when he came to get us. So, uh, so let's go to one more last. Scripture, the book of John, chapter 12. John, chapter 12, looking at, uh, beginning with verse 47, Jesus is speaking. And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. For I came not to judge the world, but, but to save the world. He that rejects me and receives not my word, Words hath not hath one that judged him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him at the last day. For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which has sent me. He gave me the commandment that I sh- what I should say and what I should speak. Glory to God. And I know that this commandment is life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, I speak. So we need, there's love and intercession. Amen. I'll read it from the Amplified. If anyone hears my teaching and fails to observe them, does not keep them, but disregards them, it is not I who judges him, for I have not come to judge and to condemn and to pass sentence and to inflict penalty on the world, but to save the world. Anyone who rejects me and persistently sets me at naught, refusing to accept my teaching, has his judge, however, the very message that I have spoken, will itself judge and convict him in the last days. This is because I have never spoken on my own authority or of my own accord or of self-appointed, but the Father who sent me has himself given me orders concerning what to say and what to tell. And I know that his commandments is eternal life. So whatsoever I speak, I am saying exactly what my Father has said, told me and to say in accordance to his instructions. Glory to God. We have instructions to pray. First of all, pray with petitions, prayers, and intercession. Amen. Glory to God. So intercession is our taking hold of God's hands, in other words, and uh, providing um, 
a vehicle for people to come to know the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. With that, it's perfect timing. Let's all stand. So, Father, we're praising you. We're just giving you thanks, Lord. That again, we've spoken. We've spoken about unity, Father God. And once again, we've spoken about intercession, Father God. And Father God, the need for each and every one of us, Father God, to bear the load, Father God, that the Holy Spirit is wanting to give us, Father God, to fulfill the, the commandment, Father God, to go into all the world and preach the gospel. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks, Lord. And greater things will begin to transpire, Father God, as we put into motion, Father God, the spirit of intercession, Father God, in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Thank you.